What's going on, everybody? It's Dot Bets checking back in. We have episode nine of the On the Dot podcast coming at you guys. We are here to talk today, a little recap of the first week of the preseason, and then our wide receivers, tiers, sleepers, and busts. Uh, as always, I am joined today, this evening, this beautiful day. With my co-host at Sidekick Picks, how are we feeling tonight? Pretty good. It's good to finally uh, get back on this thing, and hopefully, we don't miss any more days moving forward. Right? Yeah, yeah. No kidding. Uh, Sidekicks family pretty much got a lot of uh, a lot of sickness of the COVID, so yeah. uh, they are all in the clear, all healthy now. Uh, so we should be going back to our bi-weekly two episodes a week schedule uh, as we get going. It was exciting to have football back. That, I, that's plain and simple. It was exciting to watch football. I remember I texted my wife and I said, yeah, we have uh, football tonight. And she's like, okay, that's Thursday. She's like, okay, so probably just Sunday then again. And I was like, oh, no, uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And she just rolled her eyes and said, great. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. My wife found out I was betting on preseason football. And uh, hey, she didn't take it very well. But on that note, we are on fire to start the season. Uh, we are combined 14, three and one. Uh, we've had a very, very good start. All of the ang- there's so many angles to be found in preseason. Literally, all you have to do is watch or not even not even watch the game. Just listen to the beat writers before the game and make sure you just kind of put common sense together. Hey, this guy is not playing. This guy is playing. These guys are playing their starters in the first quarter. Yada, yada. You know, there's a lot of edges to be made. And uh, so at or at sidekicks and, and I have dominated the start of it. So we are excited to keep uh, going that route. And definitely check uh, our Twitter pages because I'll be posting all preseason, all my picks. So Yep, and that you can find in the uh, description on YouTube, and then it's at on the dot uh, pod on Twitter. So uh, go ahead, give that a follow, give ourselves a follow on there, and then before we get going, always, always start your research with props.cash. Uh, we will give you guys 25% off, use promo code on the dot. Uh, that gives you your first purchase off uh, your first month of 25%. Uh, we are going to be doing a live show every Sunday morning powered by them. Uh, we could not be any more pumped to be partners with them. Uh, so go ahead, sign up with our promo code, and then DM us on Twitter if you do, because we'll give you guys a free month of VIP. All right. So some key takeaways from the preseason week one. My first one is the injury to Zach Wilson. Kind of uh, kind of thought it was more serious than it ended up being. It was 
I think it's just classified as a bone bruise currently, but the clip did not look good. It was a non-contact injury as he tried to uh, pivot and his knee buckled, did not look good. He's possible for week one. Are you concerned for the outlook of the receivers or of the offense as a whole if Joe Flacco has to go? I'm I'm concerned for the Jets all the time, and not necessarily <laughs> with – it doesn't matter who's uh, at quarterback, but um, they're definitely going to take somewhat of a hit. But, I mean, Flacco's a veteran guy. He's been to a Super Bowl. Um, so – I, I mean I'm not I'm not really a fan of any skill guys on the Jets fantasy wise. So Oh, I mean I I think it'll be all right. I think if it was a season long injury, then it'd be alarming. But I but I think Joe Flacco can can do it for a couple weeks and then uh, Zach Wilson get back up to speed. But I'm still high on guys, uh, you know, Elijah Moore, uh, you got Brees Hall. So I I'm still I'm still a little bit I'm cautious of them. But I'm still not going to uh, – if I have the ability to draft them, I'm not going to pass just because Zach Wilson might miss a week or two. Yeah, I've done several best ball tournaments so far this uh, offseason, and I don't know if I have any Jets guys on my teams. All right. And then we got the, the, the second biggest one to me. <laughs> Was the Lions' first drive? That was uh, that was a sight to see. And, and if anybody watched Hard Knocks out there, you could tell they were ready to go. <laughs> Dan Campbell had their his guys absolutely flawless in that first drive. Amon St. Brown, you had DeAndre Swift, DJ Chark. Everybody looked very good. Granted, it is one drive, but. There is optimism to be had in Detroit. Uh, Jared Goff has been a quarterback to the Super Bowl. He has led a team there. And I'm not saying they're Super Bowl bound by any means. I'm just saying I think this team can surprise some people in that north. Uh, I don't think they're going to end up winning it. But as we talked in our NFC North breakdown, this is a team I think can definitely uh, outperform uh, its win measure. I think it was like over six and a half last time we looked. Uh, but, uh, I mean, what are your thoughts on this Lions team? I mean, Swift and Amon, uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, just they they lit it up for me. Yeah, this this team is loaded with offensive weapons. Um, I'm really big on them uh, fantasy-wise. One guy we're going to talk about here in a little bit, but um, I want to bring up his preseason game stats, and that's DJ Chark. Four uh, catches, 77 yards, two touchdowns. I think this is a guy that um, we may see a resurgence of. Uh, he had 1,000 yards in 2019 and eight touchdown catches. I think we're going to see something similar to to that this season. Hey, and, and he kind of – he was supposed to be that guy in Jacksonville, never turned out. Hey, another change of scenery does wonders sometimes, and I could definitely see him having a resurgent year with with the Lions. You know, you you still have Hawkinson, you still have St. Brown, you still, you're still going to have Swift kind of competing. Uh, so he doesn't have to be that number one guy, uh, but he could be a solid solid uh, wide receiver three that you guys can end up starting. I think some weeks. All right, third one that I got written down here. 
Travis Etienne. I mean, if you could have scripted it any better, I mean, he received double-digit touches the first game and just looked explosive, looked elite, looked everything that us fantasy managers, us DFS players truly want in a back currently. We want somebody that can catch the ball out of the backfield and is going to have goal line touches. I mean, you're you're not getting a better better deal here than with uh with ETN. And if you can get him in best balls late, or if you can get him in your home drafts a little bit later, then uh, I think his ADP is going to keep going up. Uh, so if you're drafting currently, just swoop him up as soon as you can. Yeah, and this is another team that I'm pretty excited about. They're loaded offensively as well. Um, Lawrence looked really sharp. Um, Zay Jones might be a guy to keep your eye out for. I think he has a really good connection with um, Trevor Lawrence. So another sneaky pick that you might be able to to bring onto your fantasy team late. Agreed. Yeah, and so I'm I'm I think I'll tune in to a lot more Jags games than I thought I would have, uh, especially if I end up rostering Etienne in some of my leagues. Obviously, I'm going to be following them a little bit more, uh, but I am excited for that step forward from Lawrence this year. Uh, I think just without the the circus show of Urban Meyer, you get a little bit more professionalism around that locker room. Uh, it's going to do wonders. Etn being back is also a safety valve for him. I mean, he's had, he's played four, three, four seasons with him at Clemson. Uh, they know each other very well. This this should this should turn in, turn into a, a very good duo here. Um, yeah. I do have a story. Okay. Um, Jalen Hurts. Uh, he had so many question marks. And again, it's one game. It's one drive. But so many question marks with his throwing ability and how he's going to translate uh, this fantasy season because we've seen him do it with his legs. Now, can he put it all together? And, man, he looked outstanding mm-hmm. um, in the first game. Six for six, 80 yards, and a touchdown. So this is a guy that you can get in the middle of your draft that I think – might bounce into that tier one quarterback category. Yeah, they're they're known for running the football, and I think they passed it all eleven times that he it was. They just wanted to say, okay, let's let's run these uh, pass plays and get after it. So it was it was exciting to see. He, he man, we we had I had him in my tier two for my quarterbacks, and I could maybe regret that, but I I'm gonna stand firm because I want to see him do it on a do it on a you know another year under his belt, uh, but there's no question in the upside. There's no questioning um, his rushing ability. Anything about it? This Eagles offense should be loaded as we pick them to win that NFC East already. Um, and then couple couple backfield notes before we get to our uh, wide receiver breakdown. The Chiefs backfield is a huge question mark behind Ceh. Um, the who. Uh, uh, McKinnon, Jones, and Isaiah, was it Pac- Pacheco? Pacheco. Pacheco. I, I, I asked you before in the air, and I was like, how the hell do you say it? So I'm terrible with names. Um, but I I think Isaiah has a pretty clear shot to be number two, but I'm still not, I'm still not giving up because Jarek McKinnon is loved by that coaching staff. So I think McKinnon, if anything were to happen to CEH, and he's, you know, 
He's like glass some some weeks. I still I would still give the nod to McKinnon. Yeah, but I, I wouldn't I touch mean, Ronald Jones like at no, all. No, no, he no, might no. get cut. Yeah, I've been seeing those those rumors of him getting cut. I don't know if he end up will, but man, he's not doing anything that's that's saying, hey, please keep me on this roster at all. Uh, the other other backfield is the Washington Commanders backfield. You tweeted about it this morning. The the fumble by Antonio Gibson. And if you look at the preseason last year, all the hype that he got, and then now it's everyone's fade list. And it's because everyone everyone has a sour taste in his mouth. Are you ready to jump off of the Antonio Gibson train or are you gonna stay on that? Oh, I'm I'm way off. <laughs> I'm walking. I'm not getting on that train. Um yeah, I I have a sour taste in my mouth because I had him in a lot of leagues last year. And like I said, I've been doing a lot of best ball drafts. And he's a guy that's getting scooped up around like the fourth or fifth round. I'm not touching him. I'm going to pick Brian Robinson super late, like one of my last picks. So I think Brian Robinson has a good chance to start. Um, if not right off the bat, I think he'll work himself in there uh, by the like middle of the season. Yeah, and then you you got JD McKissick there, who has already shown that he can that he can withstand that entire backfield. He is known for the change of pace guy, uh, but when Gibson did get hurt in games, he was the guy that played a majority of the snaps. So the coach staff does have some faith here in in McKissick, and then you have Brian Robinson as well. I, I'm not old, I'm not totally off of the train, but I mean. You got to get him at good value. You 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 can't be reaching for for Antonio Gibson if you're gonna uh, win your league this year whatsoever. And he can't be your he cannot be your RB one. He has right. to be your RB two or or your flex play. Uh, if he's your RB two, it's gonna be close. Yeah, I don't know if I would. I don't know if I would want him for an RB two. Yeah. Um. All right. So last one that I got is the backfield behind Singletary. That, that that intrigued me because I thought this was James Cook. It, it should have been James Cook, and then all of a sudden Zach Moss came out of nowhere and started having half the snaps as as James Cook did in the preseason. Granted, it's one game. Just wanted to throw that out there that Zach Moss is not uh, out of it, and he could potentially eat into James Cook. So maybe take flyers on Zach Moss instead of James Cook because James Cook's getting – after very mid like mid rounds and if he's not even the the guy and he's not even the backup if if singletary were to go down then you know you could get a steal with zach moss here yeah the buffalo situation for running backs is scary to me Mm -hmm. um i don't think i've touched anyone in that backfield um another scary situation is the raiders backfield like uh oh nothing to do with that yeah, like Josh Jacobs, what's going on with him? You saw Zamir White, who looked really good in uh, the first preseason, but then didn't do anything no. yesterday. We saw Kenyon Drake get more involved yesterday, and he looked all right. And then Abdullah, didn't he, did Abdullah even play yesterday? Uh, I, I, I didn't see much, I of, him. much of him. So, like, it's just it's just a cluster, and I don't know. I, I was seeing some upside with Zamir White, but now I'm kind of – like I don't know if I want to reach for him either. 
Yeah, that's that's just a classic Josh McDaniels backfield that you yeah. are more than likely going to want to avoid. And yet that team is going to throw the football a ton. Uh, so I, I'd rather target you know Adams or Waller there. Uh, you guys will see why I'm not on Renfro shortly. But um, yeah, I, I'm staying away from that backfield. I mean, obviously someone's going to have to roster Jacobs. If you are, it's just not very – you're not going to – pump your chest and say, yeah, I have Josh Jacobs on my team. Let's go. <laughs> You're going to be like, oh, shit. I got to I gotta scramble and maybe uh, stream a running back every so often now. So, all right. If anybody else has any takes on week one of the preseason, hit us up on Twitter. Leave a comment in the YouTube. And before we do get our wide receiver breakdown uh, going, hit that subscribe button on YouTube and – Make sure you hit that like button. We are close to 100 subscribers. I think we need 30-something more. And once we get to 100 subscribers, it will be a $100 giveaway. Uh, so we want to hit that before the NFL season. We have less than a month. We were on a roll. We got to get some more subscribers. Uh, hopefully, those live shows will uh, will tick them up as well. So, all right, moving on with the... Wide receiver tiers, sleepers, and busts. So let's start with our tiers. You want to you want to go with your tier one? Our, our tier ones are the exact same, by the way. So yeah. uh, you, you can break that down. It's pretty pretty easy. This one's pretty cut and dry. Um, Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Stephon Diggs. Now um, I have been seeing a lot of people switch the Jefferson Chase mix, um, but. Either either one of those guys is going to be fine. If you can get your hands on any one, you're you're set up pretty well right off the mm-hmm. bat. And and I've seen some people swap Adams uh, for Diggs. Or I've seen people want go back too. Really? Yeah. I, people are I, taking uh, Chase set uh, like second or third overall. That's wild. Playing. Yeah, I think because maybe that Stafford the elbow thing. Maybe maybe that's what happened, but. I mean, those are the top four, in my opinion. You you got Chase, or you got Jefferson, Cup, Diggs, then Chase, in my opinion. I, I think Chase is the fourth. Chase just that doesn't scare me. I, there's just the Bengals play slower than all the rest of those teams, and T. Higgins is there, so <laughs> he just scares me. If I had to not choose one of these four on my team, I wouldn't choose Jamar Chase, which well, is crazy to say, but I had to pick. I, I'll say that. Yeah. Well, I'm with you on that. He's he's the one with uh, the biggest question mark out of the four because we mm-hmm. we have more uh, numbers to go by with the other three. Yeah, for sure. And, and like I said, I I've seen Adams and Diggs switch, but I I'm leaning Diggs here. The, jo- the Josh Allen Diggs combo has just been amazing. Yeah. There's no need to uh, to second guess that it's going to happen every single year. Nobody can stop that. Um, so my tier two. I got five receivers here. Adams, Tyreek Hill, CeeDee Lamb, Debo, and Mikey Evans. So those are my five. I mean, I you could you could have a probably a big case for any one of them to get up in tier one. Plain and simple. If you roster them as your wide receiver one, you're not going to complain. But I would think if you got these guys as your wide receiver two somehow, you're loaded. You'd yeah. be absolutely loaded somehow. I think the only guy that I would want for 
first round out of this group would be Devonte Adams, mm-hmm. um, because there. I mean, you got five five receivers going in the first round, and then you got five six backs that could be right there too. So I don't know if I would reach on like Mike Evans or C.D. Lamb, um, Tyreek Hill or Debo, but I I would definitely fit. Um, fit Devonte adams in that mix yeah and cd lamb might lead the entire nfl in receptions this year he's literally the only wide receiver currently worth a damn in my opinion on, on the roster you know you got gallup who's not going to be there for a couple weeks tolbert will be okay you got schultz it's going to be the cd lamb show and he lines up everywhere on the field he's they're going to get the ball in his hands i'm i'm excited to watch city this year he has the ability to end up being the overall wide receiver one. I just I, there's a little bit more risk here with with how that offense is shaping up to be, and that's that's my concern. Is I don't like I don't feel a hundred percent confident taking CD Lamb because he's pretty much the only guy there. Mm-hmm. And then Evans. Mike Evans could lead the league in touchdowns. Like, you know, he, he could easily do it. He could easily have 20 touchdowns, easily. Um, I, there's just a lot of weapons there. There's a ton. You're going to have Fournette that eats into it. You have Gage, Julio, and you have Godwin that's coming back. That's the only reason why he's not in my tier one. Is plain and simple, there's too much, there's too many options to go around. And only way he gets to that tier one is if he scores. 17 plus touchdowns 15 plus touchdowns but that'd be insane that that's my only that's my only argument against mike evans yeah i mean i like mike evans he's consistent and he uh he can put up a lot of points for you but like you said there's a lot of a lot of other people on that team that want the ball too all right any anybody else you want to go over on tier two um Tyreek Hill is a guy we we should probably talk about a little bit just because he's a tier one talent, mm-hmm. but he's fallen off. And I mean, you can get him kind of late in the second round. Um, do you like? How do you feel about taking Tyreek Hill? I am more skeptical the more training camp happens. I don't know if you saw the interview, but Tua was interviewed on the on the sideline of their preseason game. And he he talked about comfort, and he and he didn't he didn't seem confident in the offense just yet, which could change. Obviously, this is a new offense for him to learn. But you would think by now he would have some comfortability, and if not, he would be in the preseason, maybe practicing on a, maybe a series or two. So that was alarming to me. Plus, you just he gets a downgrade at the quarterback position, obviously. Mahomes and Tyreek were special. They they knew where they were going to be, and if not, Mahomes just threw it near him, and somehow, some way, Tyreek got it. I don't think that's going to be the same here with Tua. He, he's going to have to be a read quarterback, and and it's going to be a go route to Tyreek, and he's got to just know it's there. He can't. He's not going to be scrambling, and then somehow make a sixty yard pass to Tyreek that he takes to the house. It, it's more methodical, in my opinion, here. That's why he gets he gets a slight bump to tier two. Plus, you have Jalen Waddle there, who uh, who surged last year, and he could take up a bunch of targets for him. See, that's kind of how I feel too. It's 
it's uh, it's another pick I don't feel confident in. Yeah. Like, yeah, you want him on your team, but your first two picks you got to feel real good about. And, like, mm-hmm. I don't know if I feel real good about taking him. Yeah, it, it, it definitely comes with some risk. And it's just from a week-to-week standpoint, I just don't know how consistent he's going to be. He wasn't very consistent in, in KC. There was games where he put up four points. But – I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I, I just I am a little bit skeptical with Tyreek as well. Um, so my tier three, I think I got I got six guys here, and these are these are pretty much the last guys that I would consider. I, I wouldn't be happy. I, I'm not saying that I would be okay with if if they were my wide receiver ones, but you, they have some risk to them. But it's Keenan Allen, AJ Brown, T Higgins, DJ Moore. Michael Pittman, and then you got Mike Williams. And we can break that down. You, you got anybody different in this tier? Tier three is a little heavier. There's people that, uh, if you're just going off of ADP, that are in this mix, like McLaurin, uh, Sutton, Cooks. Like I'm, You and I talked earlier about McLaurin. We're both not really sold on him. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm more excited about tier four which doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but, <laughs> right. But like, I'm more excited about tier four than I am tier three, but that's pretty much uh, just going off of ADP and what the experts say you should take. That's, that's my list as well. Yeah. And someone that you mentioned that's not in this tier for me is Cortland Sutton. I just, there's question marks, the whole new offense and, you know, Russell is going to do what Russell does. I'm, I'm not – it's more of I just want to see it and maybe to project it that high. I would feel more comfortable if Sutton was my wide receiver two this year than my one, plain and simple. And these guys are like – if I had to have a wide receiver one, if I went running back, running back, and this is all I had left, I would be okay with these six guys being my wide receiver one. That's how I saw it as. Yeah, that's fair. Like I – like I like Higgins, I like Brown, Moore, Pittman, even Mike Williams, but mm-hmm. uh, Keenan Allen too. I like, yeah, I like I like those guys too. Yeah, and both both Chargers, team. yeah, both Chargers all, or wide receivers in tier three because both are going to have probably over a thousand receiving yards. They're going to throw the ball a hell of a lot. And does Eckler take more of those touchdowns or? You know, who takes more of those touchdowns away from these two that they don't get to that tier two and tier one? That's my thing with these guys. Yeah. Uh, but DJ Moore and Pittman, those guys that are surging in my mind every single week. I don't know what it is. Pittman, I had him last year and he was very inconsistent, but I think that was more of quarterback play. Yeah. Pittman's um, good. Pittman's going to be solid. And I, I, I came, I was a little bit late to that party. And now I'm now I'm boozing at that party because I'm I'm having a good time. So I, I really really like uh, if you got Michael Pittman. If if you got Pittman as your one, it's it's dicey. But if you get him as your two in fantasy, you're going to be very very happy with the output. Yeah, I don't think he's a one guy yet, just because of quarterback again. Mm-hmm. But I think he gets an upgrade from last year for sure. A, a huge upgrade, huge, huge. Um, tier four, real quick, and then I only got I got five tiers. So th- this one here, Brown, Marquise Brown, Jerry Judy, Deontay Johnson, 
McLaurin, Metcalf, A-Rob, Sutton, and then Waddle. So I put both of those Broncos receivers in this tier, kind of kind of putting them below the Chargers duo because I've seen the Chargers duo. I have not seen that duo. So I put them, I grouped them together, and I think waiting on Jerry Judy might be a better play. Uh, that's why I had him listed a little bit higher than Sutton. Um, and then the guys that I'm not too high on in this group, there are Terry McLaurin and DK Metcalf. They are they are going to be listed in my bust list this year. See, I don't even have Metcalf until the fifth tier. I have A. Rob, Jalen Waddle, Deontay Johnson, Gabriel Davis, Darnell Mooney, and Amon Saint uh, Amon Ross, Saint Brown. Uh, Sorry, I do have Saint Brown in here. Sorry, yeah. I did. Yeah, I did. Yep. I think I think out of this group, the three that I'm well, the two that I'm most excited about is Allen Robinson and St. Brown. And then I would say Waddle and Mooney, but I'm not sold on Johnson or Davis. Hmm. You know, what do you think about Deontay? I, I he's intriguing know. to me. He's intriguing. He's he's just a big question mark. Like, I don't know if I want him on my team. Man, it, the Steelers receiving core i think is a hidden I, I think it's a hidden gem they are very talented yeah like, like you have claypool and pickens like they are a very talented group but yep. for some reason fantasy wise like last year and this year like i just i just don't know if i won any of that yeah and and the the volume was absurd because big ben threw it a ton yeah so and like and, Junior and, Smith was in the mix last year and he was supposed to be the guy, but he wasn't the guy and Claypool got a lot of action. Like, yeah, there's just too much. It sounds bad, but there's like too much talent on that uh, receiving core to even figure out who to take. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm a little bit more high or high on the upside here with. The Steelers, I think, being a little bit more competitive than what people think. They think Big Ben is gone. They're going to struggle to move the football. They have an elite defense that can help them get into positive uh, field position. And you're going to have Claypool. You're going to have Deontay Johnson. You're going to have Pickens all involved. Uh, and I think Deontay is the safer play because he can. he's used all over the field. And, and, and Trubisky should be able to kind of – I would say uh, lock him in as his guy, uh, as, as you'll see throughout the year, because he'll just, he'll just trust where he's at. Uh, I just feel like Deontay's a very good route runner where the, where the quarterback can trust him to know where he's going to go. Um, but that, that's where I lean here with Deontay over those other two in this in this uh, tier. Um, other other guy I want to talk about is A-Rob. And obviously with me being a Rams fan, it's exciting to see because – I was very, very high on Robert Woods because that second guy, McVay, just loves to get open because he uses he uses them as decoys to an extent, and that's how Cup gets open so often. But then he can do it vice versa and get the same look for his one uh, B or, or number two option there. And if A Rob continues to have the training camp that he is, you're going to get a steal here at ADP. Uh, a guy that could end up being a uh, an elite uh, wide receiver too. Yeah, this like A Rob's A Rob's a bad dude. He has <laughs> he has three seasons with over a thousand yards, 
And this guy is not shy of the football. 150 targets and four plus seasons, 94 and another. Like mm-hmm. he's used to getting the ball. And I think he's going to mesh really well with the system. Like I'm big on A Rob this year. Yep. Another and, guy. And, and I think that's, a, that's part of the reason why, like, I don't want Deontay Johnson on my team because I'm, if I'm drafting and I have these, these select guys in my, in my site, like I'm taking Robinson or I'm taking St. Brown. Right. That's true. I can see what you're, what you're talking about there. But uh, A-Rob, just uh, like a change of scenery, another another guy who goes to an elite offense compared to what he had in Chicago and should end up thriving and should be should be able to get open with ease in the McVay system. Uh, so last tier I want to break down, uh, I got about eight guys in here. I got Bateman. Rashad Bateman, Brandon Cooks, Amari Cooper, Godwin, Mooney, Elijah Moore, Juju, and then two old-timers, Adam Thielen and Michael Thomas. So a bigger group here. Bigger group. Yeah, this is a pretty big group. Like, I don't even know. See, that's what's so strange about tiers with receivers is because the further down you go, you're, like, looking at these guys and you're like, I don't. I don't want these guys. Like if I'm looking at, <laughs> if I'm looking at tier five, the, the guys that stick out to me, um, like Marquise Brown is there. He's another question mark guy, talented, but I didn't really like him with the Ravens. So I don't know what to expect with him in Arizona. Um, I like Judy. I like Chris Godwin. I like Adam Thielen. Mm-hmm. Christian Kirk's another guy that I don't you throw Kirk in there. Yeah, like I don't, I don't know how he's gonna be with Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. So typically, I I skip over him. Right. Um, Michael Thomas, I like. Chris Olave is on here. I think he's gonna be pretty decent. Yep. I I think Thomas Thomas has he's the most bona fide, obviously, because he was the wide receiver one for the longest period of time. If he can get back to a little bit more of what he did with Drew Brees now with Winston, man, you, you're going to get a steal here with Michael Thomas. I just I hope his ADP doesn't rise too much. Otherwise, it's going to be a fade for me. If he starts creeping up into that, shoot, I think I think he's third round or so, third or fourth round-ish. If he goes around there, I, I don't know. If he, he keeps creeping a little bit higher and higher every single week, uh, just – Screams fade. If you had a best ball and you were doing something in the summertime and you maybe got him extremely late, that would probably be the best case scenario with with Thomas. Um, Uh, One guy you could put on here too is DeAndre Hopkins. Like fantasy guy. He's going pretty late in drafts right now. And, I mean, if you're loaded up with a tier one, maybe a tier two receiver – why not? Why not take him as your fourth, fourth receiver, right? Or your, yep. or even your third receiver, and wait eight weeks. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna you're gonna have to get some depth on your team though if yeah. you're gonna want him, and then you're gonna have to wait. Um, one last guy I want to talk about in this tier is Juju. Um, I really, really think so. He he played all eleven snaps with first team and with Mahomes, and if you 
can if you somehow don't have anybody from the Kansas City Chiefs and you only roster Juju this year, I think you're going to be happy because he's going to fit into this offense seamlessly. He, he's going to play inside. He's going to go outside. He's a big, big target for him. And I, and I really think he emerges as the best wide receiver. And he, as you can, I mean, you can even read local beat writers of them. Of them. They love what Juju's brought to the table in this offense. And, and Mahomes has, has, has stated he loves what Juju's brought. So you could wait and maybe get Juju as your wide receiver three or your flex, whatever, uh, whatever uh, league you're playing in. And I think he's got big, big time upside here. Yeah, I would say he has more upside than downside for sure. Um, he's just another guy that so many question marks. That's why this tier is like so, <laughs> so hard to read because of that. And I think when I've been doing my drafts, I, I go to another position when I get to this tier because I just, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just so turned off by it. If Godwin falls, if he keeps falling, He's an absolute steal, but I oh, don't yeah. think he's going to keep falling. He's going to his ADP will rise with the, with his health. So by the time people are drafting, if they haven't already drafted, if they start to draft, they're going to see his name and be like, "Whoa, why is he still out here? I got to take him." And I don't, so that's why I don't think there's going to be as much value with Godwin as there is with Juju there. Um, so you want to get into your bus? You get? I mean, I got a couple. Uh, you can go ahead and start. So I'll, I'll just name my first two that I talked about, Scary Terry and DK Metcalf. Basically, it's where they're being drafted. Their ADP currently is wide receiver 16 for Terry and 18 for DK Metcalf. Both got downgrades at the quarterback position and just not, not two guys that I feel very, very comfortable rostering. Their output can significantly decrease. I do think DK can still get there with touchdowns because he's a beast in the red zone. And I think we, I'm pretty sure we took his over touchdowns in uh, the previous episodes, but he just, where he's getting drafted at, I want different guys than compared to these two, uh, Terry and, and DK. Yeah, I'm with you on there. Um, one guy you could potentially add to the mix is Amari Cooper. Um, but again, his ADP is not really high. I think, I think his ADP is probably pretty fair, but with the recent Deshaun Watson news, you got Brissett back there. I don't know. There's, and he's never been, he's never been a top tier, top two tier. I think he's been top two, um, a couple of times, but he's never really been that guy. Yeah. So I think he busts again. Um, I think I know a lot of people are starting to get on Gabriel Davis. He's boo, another boo. He's another guy that um, I just don't know about. I know he's supposed to kind of take the the bulk receptions with um oh what's his name uh, Cole Beasley mm-hmm. since he since he left uh, he's supposed to kind of take over that role. But I just don't know. I th- no, Davis is is my other bust here because for, for his ADP, I think yep. I think it's pretty high to to take a flyer. I mean, they're him. they're ranking him right in the middle of you know Kirk, Thielen, Mooney, Davis, Schumis, uh, Juju, and Bateman. It's like I'd want everybody yeah. else on that besides yeah. him. 
he's well established or those other guys are well established yeah and you also have mckenzie who is having a tremendous camp Allen has spoken highly of him then they also brought in Jamison crowder they have dawson knox and don't forget to have stefan diggs i mean i don't i don't i i understand the industry hype here but he's it for his adp it's too damn high for me i'm i'm a total fade here a total fade on gabriel davis i'd rather wait and get a mckenzie or I'd rather wait and get a Crowder really, really late. Yeah, I'm with you on that. And and he so where where he's been drafted too is in that wide receiver tier four group. And the company also is Allen Robinson, Jalen Waddle, Deontay Johnson, Darnell mm-hmm. Mooney, St. Brown. Yeah. I like yeah. pretty much every other guy more than I like him. Yep. I, I completely, completely agree here. My last bust. Not saying there's not other ones, but my last one that I'll talk about on the podcast here is Hunter Renfro. And yeah, man, you you watched him last year and you you would slap me in the face saying he's a bust. However, when he played with um, when he played with damn, who's that? Who's the receiver? I just lost my brain. Uh, got in a car crash. Man, I totally had a blue uh, brain fart here. Uh, but when they played together, he he was obviously way, way out of it. And then now you're going to have Devontae Adams in there and you're going to have Waller because Waller missed some time last year too. And it was the Renfro show Henry for the Rooks. Henry Rux. Thank you. Whew. That's one of those times where you're going, you're, you're, you're talking and you're like, okay, I had it before. And then you start talking, you miss it. And you're like, oh, crap. <laughs> um, but no. The Renfro at, at ADP, not touching him. I'd rather go a different route here. Uh, obviously, pay up with Adams or go with uh, Darren Waller. Obviously, Renfro is going to have a role. I just don't think it's going to be as extensive as it was last year, plain and simple. See, I agree with you um, in terms of I don't think he's going to be as productive, but I don't think his ADP is wrong. Like, I think it's pretty pretty fair with the with the group of guys that are going with him um but yeah like like you said if you're look if you're thinking he's gonna produce like he did last year i don't i don't see it yeah i see i see regression uh coming very very fast very very fast all right so to the sleepers we can be here for about five more minutes or so i mean there's so many sleepers so many then I'll say my favorite one first. I think, man, I don't even know if this is a sleeper because everybody loves this guy right now. Uh, it's George Pickens. He's my number one. I, I absolutely love everything that you're seeing here. And I, as I talked before, I think there's hidden gems in the Steelers wide receiver core. So give me George Pickens. And then I'll say my second one is Sky Moore. And I tweeted about him. I'm excited to watch his route tree. I know I was talking about Juju a little bit earlier, but I mean, Sky Moore is going to take uh, backfield carries. He's going to do screen bubbles. He's going to run slant routes. He's going to run deep routes. He is going to be all over the field and be a little bit of like a Tyreek 2.0. And he is elite. Now, you saw one of those uh, one of those catches in training camp. 
or actually in the preseason where he got his two feet in right right near the uh near the out of bounds line i mean he he's special and every every aspect of his game he is special i really really excited to see these two guys uh, pop off this year yeah absolutely those those are two um on my radar as well um my biggest sleeper right now is is dj chark i just Mm -hmm. i just think he's a guy adpy you can get super late and i i really think that he's a guy that's gonna get your thousand yards and he's gonna get a a a bunt load of um of touchdowns this year. So I, I can see it. Yeah. Yeah. I like him a lot. Um I think Devontae Smith will have a pretty good year. Nobody's his talking ADP, about him. No, yeah. And his ADP is pretty low. And I mean this is a guy that had nine hundred uh yards last year and you just added mm-hmm. a true number one to that team. So he can I mean he's gonna get open more and I think they'll utilize him a little bit more. So I like I think he'll have a pretty um pretty good year again um zay jones is another guy that i think you can take a shot on he's he's got a lot of good chemistry right now with trevor lawrence throughout camp um the only issue with him is we haven't seen him really emerge to to be a productive fantasy receiver but i mean if you're if you're drafting super late he's a guy that uh, should be on your radar a little bit. Mm-hmm. The I'll say a couple more. Uh, so Chris Olave, love him. And then my the other one that I think nobody's really discussing, and he ended up being I think their best wide receiver last year, just because his offense has not clicked early on in the training camp. There's issues with who's going to call the plays or whatnot. Uh, Jacoby Myers. Oh yeah, yep. and and he caught 867 yards last year. The 83 receptions, he was the clear number one back there. I know they brought in Devontae Parker, but Mac Jones has had a year under his belt with Jacoby Myers, and he's the guy who plays all over the field, and he's the guy that gets open for him. I see touchdown positive regression here. I think he can get up to three, four touchdowns, and if you do that. With the amount of output that he had last year, he creeps up to a very, very solid wide receiver three that you can roster weekly. Yeah, I, I like that a lot. Um, I have one more, and that is Danny Gray. Ooh, uh, that is a deep sleeper. <laughs> yeah, if, <laughs> if you've been, if you watch any of the preseason game, um, he's the 49ers. He's competing for that third spot, and I think he's going to be the uh, the deep threat here. Um, Trey Lance connected on that 70-plus yard touchdown pass to him. Mm-hmm. So he's definitely got – I think I think he ran like a 4-3. Like he's one of the fastest guys in the NFL too. Like he's going he's gonna to burn you. And I think uh, with Trey Lance's big arm, we're going to see – especially in best ball, this is a guy you should probably target because he's going he's gonna to have those weeks where he gets you 20 points. Uh, but he's also going to have those weeks where he gets you – one point <laughs> see that see that's the difference between me and you so I, that's why i love the way you cap and the way you look at games because i'm like man look at trey lance look who look who's look out look at that throw man trey lance is awesome and then you're looking hey who caught that ball <laughs> and who, how can i utilize who's catching that ball yeah. and, and go from there so I, I love that angle right there because i'm sitting there like um yeah trey lance his adp just skyrocketed because of that throw and you're saying wow that guy who caught that pass has a role in this offense for sure. 
So I like that for sure. Um, all right. So if we missed anybody, if we if we said somebody that you did not agree with, we would love to hear from you guys. Put a comment on the YouTube channel or comment on one of our posts that we post on this on Twitter. DM us. And if you guys have any questions regarding keepers, any questions regarding dynasty rankings, anything like best ball, let us know. We are we are here. And if you want to join the Discord, join the, with the link below in the description. And uh, we talk all things football. So we appreciate you guys tuning in. A little bit more uh, lengthy one, but we had to go deep diving for receivers. Uh, the next one we'll go over is our tight ends. And then uh, pretty soon it's just going to be going over seasonal stuff, weekly stuff, our best bets, um, who we're looking at to target for DFS, news, notes, all kinds of stuff. So we are very excited. We are moving right along less than a month away from week one, and we could not be more excited. So with that, we will see you guys next time. Have a good one.